Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan, and with me, as always, to talk all things worlds, all things worlds, all things worlds, and all things worlds, is my dear friend Sarah. Hey, we've also got transfers. It may be the (laughs) worlds, but we've got transfers too, and oh my god. It's it's we'll try and we'll try not to keep you for hours. I promise. I'm you really? know I'm one of those like, people. Why would you? Why promise things that you like far out? If we had lawyers, they'd be so upset with you right now, making promises that you know we we really can't be. Making. I'm one of those. Really there is uh, on behalf of our theoretical lawyer. I have to add a disclaimer at this point that Sarah's guarantee that we will try not to keep you for hours is not an actual guarantee and if I, you are I, indeed if you are indeed kept for hours we accept no liability for that whatsoever i'm like one of those people who it's the end of the working day and someone comes to you and goes, oh can we just have a 10 minute meeting oh jeez <laughs> i hate you you're the person that i deliberately leave like five minutes early and walk the long way around the office so i don't go past your desk to sneak out the back <laughs> stairwell just to avoid the chance that you would do that to me oh just, my god and I oh. see you cross the car park and shout out the window, Dan, and you turn and you see me and I wave, hey, can I just ask you something? And you're like, oh, so close. Anyway, Week of Worlds, wow, wow. Week two, Which, week so, two of Worlds, so yeah, wow. Week of Worlds, um, how, Team Time Trial. Team Time Trial, I, look, honestly, uh, Team Time Trial to me was utterly amazing. It was it was shaping up to be such an incredible showdown. I mean, uh, as as newcomers to the sport and longtime fans of of women's cycling and women's team time trialing in particular will know, it was an utter 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 shock to to see um, a team with no history of time trialing in their pedigree. Um, really line up and, and dominate from the start and specialise Lululemon. Um, I'm uh, amazed and astounded that they put on such a strong performance. Um, yeah. When No, I, I was looking at this because I thought specialised Lululemon had never lost a team time trial, but they did like ride one, which was an uphill team time trial in the Amakameen Beera or something a couple of years ago, and they didn't win that. That sounds so like a made-up team time trial. That doesn't even sound like a, like... Are you sure that wasn't a team time prologue or...? <laughs> it was uphill it's in the Macamine Beera I love it um, <laughs> oh, so it was the Emma Pooley Invitational Team Time Trial of course oh god that would be amazing no the, the Emma Pooley Invitational Race which is all uphill to uphill ITTs in the mountains uh, did, oh Emma Pooley watch um, we talked about Emma Pooley becoming the duathlon world champion the other the other week. Um, this week she was second in the Jungfrau Marathon and won her age category. Yeah. Now look, uh, I've got to add a, a couple of things here. I feel I feel it's a a little unfair that Emma retires from cycling and immediately goes on to become world dominating champion of the universe of other sports. Like a week later, that feels unfair to me. Um, secondly. I am still weirded out by... I thought photos of Emma on cycling podiums were kind of disconcerting because she's so, so tiny. But put her next to a fucking triathlete. Holy shit! <laughs> back in the day... She honestly Savelle... looks like a child. On, no, back on, the, they, they brought their kid up with them. It's amazing. Back in the day, the Cervelo test team used to do podium shots where they'd line up and she'd be standing between Kirsten Field and Regina Bruins and 
Weald and Bruins are both like over six foot tall, and then there's Emma. It's awesome. <laughs> Teen Time Trial Back to the Worlds. Wow, wow. Um, yeah. Specialized Lululemon. They were. I mean, it's been really interesting because it, it can sound like it's a bit like the Mariana Boss thing. It can sound like, oh well, there's no point watching this because there's no competition because they're just going to dominate. But what you actually don't, what what actually that 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 gets wrong is the fact that they it's not just that they're so dominant that everyone else keeps working and working and doing better and better yeah exactly uh, i think that, so uh, specialized lululemon yeah that's the thing no one rests on those laurels and everyone goes okay that's a target that's what we're hunting down and there are as we as we often mention several other teams that are super serious about trying to to knock them off that pedestal you know orica have made no secret of the fact that they they want to dominate it in the ttt space um rabobank i mean voss made the the ttt worlds one of her her goals for the year um so we see these sorts of things um come up from from other teams and um and it was a a good course and it was you know the the right kind of day for it and times were coming in quite quickly and um i i i honestly watching it as it as it went there were some some rides that i thought really stood out very well as as very very strong um Added to which, we've got the the wrinkle this year of of um, Ellen Van Dyke, formerly of um, of Specialized, now um, not of Specialized, and so you know how much of, of her is you know a, a famed time trial powerhouse in our own right. How much of that is she bringing into her new team? Uh, yeah, so I mean. I was- who was who was your standout ride of the or, or can, maybe we have to do that after we talk results? I don't know. How how do we no, do? Let's, no, let's let's talk about let's talk about the good first. Okay. I mean the interesting first. I mean because one of the things I was interested in is United Healthcare had started bigging themselves up big time, like you know really really big time, and it's interesting because we had UHC and Optum presented by Kelly Benefit Strategies, who um we haven't seen like race in the other TTTs. Yeah. Because they're USA based teams. And so we knew who was good out of the Euro teams, but they were kind of I was and, and UHC, I was surprised because they ended up coming in sixth. But Optum came fourth. Yeah, Optum Optum were one of my most impressive rides. I thought they were fantastic. And um yeah, just I, I don't know exactly how it's all worked out, but it just seems to me like um towards this end of the season they've just had a whole bunch of things start to come together at once um you know and and they've seen that in a variety of results but yeah a fourth is uh, genuinely fantastic Um, i mean and and i i would say that for any team because bearing in mind there aren't that many team time trial opportunities on the women's calendar it's it's literally i think we had three this year besides worlds this was the fourth. Yeah, yeah. So, and so, so one of those was 14K back in Energy Water, mm. about roughly. And then we have the Vagorda Team Time Trial World Champ uh, World Cup, which is the only one that's really comparable to this. And then there was a Team Time Trial in the Lotto Bellasol Belgium Tour. But, you know, that was missing teams like Specialized and Orica and Bowls. And, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a strange thing, but I, I want to talk about this a bit more in the ITT as well, actually. The, what, what not having a lot of races means for riders and what it means for worlds. Yeah, so if we can just come back to that bit. Okay, that sure, sure. Um, 
I was surprised by Bowles, Bowles Dolmens. They were third in in the in the Open Display for Gorda, but they actually ended up fifth here. And that... yeah, that that really, honestly, I I I I've thought about that on and off, and I actually honestly really don't even know what to say. I I I can't from from memory and and from watching bits of it again. I I can't pinpoint any particular thing. They just didn't seem to to have it. Basically. I wonder if they were going for it a hundred percent. I mean, the thing, the other thing that's weird about the TTT is not all the big name teams rode. The teams that did ride didn't bring that. So you know, you didn't see Wheel Honda, for example, there. And High Tech was their kind of Scandinavian iteration of High Tech. Hmm. So it's kind of interesting because, and I guess, I guess there's there's something about it where actually you've got a lot of teams who don't have the resources to train for it, or their riders are kind of all out for. Because I was, you know, I was wondering. Well, I mean, Ellen. Except it's Ellen. Ellen's won last year. She won the TTT and she won the ITT. Yeah. I can't imagine it's anything I, about staging herself for the ITT. Exactly. I can't imagine it being Ellen holding back. I, I just I just can't um, no. see that as the case. But but it's it is one of those ones though. You know, uh, mindful of of. Um, I think I even joked about it last week. You know, the the year when when Cancellara basically had to had to unclip one leg and and ride one legged to to tow the Schleck brothers in the TTT because it was the only way he could go slow enough, sort of thing. Um, I'm not saying it was that bad, but but per- perhaps we didn't see Ellen at full strength because she was, you know, um, riding I, to I, I, to protect I, I, the team. Yeah, you I don't know. know. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. And then Starnet. So the so going up the going up. So we had Bowles in fourth. UHC sixth. Bowles fifth. Optum fourth. Astana B pink in third place. Now that one just utterly surprised me. I mean, I would not have in uh, care pick any big number that you choose under let's say under a billion. Um, I I don't think I'd have predicted that. I. No, but yeah. looking at their team, they looking at the team they had. So they had Elena Anielusic, uh, Simona Fraporti, Doris Schweizer, Alison Tetrick Stan, Sylvia Valsecchi, and Susanna Zorzi. Those are some really good riders. Yeah, and, yeah. And Absolutely. then Erica in second place, Silver again for them. They were very, you know, that that's that's vindication after coming fourth in Bogota. But the and obviously specialised winning. And the elephant in the room about Astana coming third, of course, mm. is what happened to Rabobank. Yeah, and and I, I it's it's incredibly unfortunate for I think all three teams um, to slightly different degrees and for obviously quite different reasons. So um, Rabo, obviously the um, the ones who who suffered the most as a result of of that accident. Um, it was a really nasty accident to see happen too. It just... they, they, they had they'd had a problem. So Rabo had been out there first, and first of all, Roxana Knetemann was dropped quite early on, and then Mariana yeah. Voss was dropped. Yeah. They were riding with four riders only. I think I said on Twitter, well, they've got to be really careful now not to lose any riders. And then they were coming around a corner and. Um, it's it's the same. This is the same thing Fabian Cancellara complained about has complained about before that it was a one of those barriers with feet that stick out. Yes, yes, and and, and, and it just and an animate took the corner. And it was it, it was to to explain it. It was on a section of the course that's basically a sweeping left then right hand dog leg. So um, to ride the tight line, you you do ride reasonably close to that barrier. 
and and what happened was um you know that that in this instance someone caught the the foot and um and then goes down and 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 brings um brings other people down with them and disrupts the whole thing and um and it was it was you know in in the way of these kinds of crashes it was sudden it was it was nasty and it was very high speed and uh yeah not good at all not good at all yeah and so and you know and anamik's bike flying through the air so um mm. Anna- came out with with six suitors sutures six suitors suitors sutures stitches yes on her leg and poor anna van der bregen anna broke. van der bregen yeah at least i mean she broke her tibia uh, but at least it was a clean break so that affords did she her fracture, she fra- did she fracture her pelvis or her hip in the end or was it just just her tibia to the best of my knowledge it was just her tibia but i i may not be correct about that cuz i haven't okay. seen the most recent update um, so they're both out, you know. So they're both out of worlds. Um, yeah. We'll talk about transfers later, but this was Anamik's last race with Rabobank, and weirdly, it was really good for Mariana Voss that she was dropped. Yeah, well, in in the sense of not in, being caught up in in the accident. I, at the same time, I'm a little confused as to to why she was dropped. I mean, do you know any more about that? Because she I, says she's. Because when it happened, I couldn't see, you know, she wasn't fiddling with anything on a bike. She didn't ask for a bike change. There wasn't anything like that to me that indicated a mechanical. So I don't understand why she was dropped. Um, she says it's because she's just it's just not her discipline and she lost power. And I think maybe it could be to do. I mean, so so we'll talk about this in the ITT, too. But there aren't that many ITT long ITTs. There's two on long ITTs on the calendar. Yeah. Um, she'll and. And she wouldn't have ridden. She didn't ride. She didn't ride either of them because they're not in races that you know. Right, that, that, right. they're not in races that she was riding in. But, so, but that flies in the fact, face of her saying that the TTT was, you know, Worlds was one of her major goals for the year. Yeah, so, I, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm back to is she is this still do we are we are we giving more credence to the world's biggest best sandbag ever or or are we worried about Marianica? That problem. I think it, I think the best the best thing I've heard the the, the thing that I the, the daylight deprived internet forum people room thing I've heard suggestion I've heard is Miss maybe she's still having back problems and one of the things about Voss is she's very she she's very she's a very mobile rider she moves around a lot on her bike so if she so holding that 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 TTT position if she is you know maybe that's the problem with it yeah she's just yeah. Not, she's, she's not used to riding a long you know a long it a long long time in a time trial position right so is it so i think it's that i mean we have to remember voss pulled out of the last two races she rode which was a bowls um mm. bowls to ladies tour and uh, holland ladies tour and the lotto bell bellasol belgium tour i think on paper when you hear about this and you're like okay so so voss might not be 100 percent, and they've lost Anna van der Breggen, who she credits with her win at Worlds last year and the year yeah. before, and they've lost Annemiek van Vleuten. Oh my God, the Dutch team's in trouble. And then you remember yeah. who else is in the and, Dutch and team. And then you and remember guess. that it's the Dutch team and they could basically field three separate teams and they would all still be competitive. So yeah. I don't yeah. think this means that we should be writing Voss off the world. No, yeah. but, but for me, it does add a, a really weird and interesting kind of question mark. I mean, it, it's one of those ones that, like, if, if she wins and if she wins convincingly on, on at the weekend, you know, uh, history will sort of shrug and go, oh, well, yeah, of course, because, you know, Voss. 
Um, but it, to me, it actually makes it a bit more nuanced. I, 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 I have to confess, I literally, literally just sort of made a mental note. I should check out what the bookies have got Voss at, because <laughs> her odds are probably slightly more favourable, and that could be worth a lazy fiver. So she's, she's, she's. I mean, I think, I think the thing is, is she's never come less than second, mind you. That segues into the ITT too, and kind of changing scripts and stuff. So yeah, so I mean, amazing for Specialized Lululemon. I know that Astana, because and Rabo were basically on track to come second. And I know that yeah. Oracle and Astana will not want, especially Astana, won't want to be on the podium because of because of them crashing. However, I'm so you know they should be yeah. impressed. Oh, e- amazing- exactly. I mean, that's that's the that's the weird thing. But I think I think. In some ways, it's a little bit easier in a in a in a time trial or team time trial situation. In that, a obviously, as you say, they would never wish that on another team or rider ever. But b, it's not you know, it's not the the sheer um, unfortunate luck of like a bunch sprint gone wrong or um, you know a mechanical failure or or any number of, of things that, that were muddied and unclear. Like, they, Astana rode their hardest, they set their best time. Orica rode their hardest, they set their best time. And and so there's no there's no ambiguity about that part of it, if, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, totally understand. And at the end of the day, you've just got to celebrate that you, that you got onto the podium, surely. I mean... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, amazing racing... You know, uh, same thing as always. Holy shit! Specialized Lululemon. They don't have a. They, the, the team doesn't have a sponsor for next year. What is going on with the world? But they have continued their reign of dominance. And speaking of dominance, we then on Monday went into the junior women's ITT world champs. It's true. It's true. That is what happened, and there was dominance. And there was one country that had three riders in the top four. And I wonder which country could you possibly sing the national anthem of this country for me, please, Dan? Once a jolly swagman camped by a billabong under the shade of a cooler tree. Not, that's and not the he sang one. as he watched and waited till his billy boiled. Who'll come a waltzing Matilda with me? So, wh- yeah, no, I, I, that's that's our unofficial national anthem, um, which is also a completely horrendous song, but it's slightly less horrendous than our actual national anthem, and it is it is redeemed somewhat by the fact that um, in in classic Australian behaviour, we've idolized a song about a guy who'd rather commit suicide than admit he was wrong so <laughs> i can't i can't think of anyone i know with that characteristic no no me neither but so australia now australia only had three in the top four only had three riders in the top four because they only had three riders but they true, had some true. amazing amazing results macy yeah. Stewart won by 11 seconds um, ahead of the, ahead of Denmark's Peniel Pe- Mathieson. I'm sorry for pronouncing that wrong, Mathieson. And with Annalisa Hull of Aussie in third and Alex Ma- Alexandra Manley in fourth. Now, Macy Stewart is um, at the Junior Track World. She won, she was in the Team Pursuit gold winning team. She won at least one other gold medal. 
she's now added the ITT to it. That's just so strong, so so good. She's she's definitely definitely watch out which team is signing Macy Stewart when she goes elite next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I can only hope that our um, our good friend Jens um, wasn't paying attention to those results because when when VDS prices come around next year. Virtual direct prices for yeah. people who haven't aren't playing the game. Yet, who aren't playing the game yet. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yes. Yeah, so um. Peniel Mathieson, congratulations, Denmark. You managed to to stave off an all Aussie podium, and in fifth place. Well, actually, Peniel... actually, um, the Royal Princess of Denmark is Australian, so basically, it was it was three oh, and a half Aussies. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And um. Emma White in fifth for the USA. Um, I here's an interesting fact about her. She's more of a cyclocross rider, but she's still coming fifth in the Junior World ITT. Right. So what are you saying that that they adopted the the British cycling approach to to worlds where um, they they deliberately take uh, cross disciplinary action and throw mountain bikers into the road race and and cross riders into the time trial and. And well, clearly, marathon, yeah, marathon runners into the team time trial or, or whatever the fuck it is that they do at British Cycling. I don't understand British Cycling. They make no sense. Clearly, clearly USA Cycling did something right because Emma Wright was fifth. And I want to give a big shout out to Melissa Lowther of the UK in seventh because, um, as pointed out to me by Ben Atkins, I, I, I missed the beginning part where she started, but basically she had some hideous wardrobe malfunction where the zip on her skin suit just bust. And just before she started, oh so she, so she started completely panicked. She's I don't think you know she hasn't ridden worlds before. This was the biggest you know it's the biggest stage yeah. stage biggest race she's done so far. And her she's she's eighteen seventeen or eighteen years old. I think she's eighteen. And her skin suit's busting in front of national TV. Wow. So Mel coming in seventh. That's that's what she can do coming in, you know, doing it, doing it. You know, that's what she can do when it's not ideal conditions. Watch out for her. Um, Melissa's carrying on staying at Matrix Alpine next year. So hopefully we'll get to see her in some Euro races. So, yeah, congratulations. Uh-huh. Um, Greta Richard of France sixth and Afka Soot of the Netherlands eighth. And, yeah, it's it's it was... I, I, you. If you listen to this, you know I rant and love and adore the fact that we get to see junior races um, on TV, streamed at well, streamed around the world. Sorry, Australia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone could watch it in the world except for Australia. Well, um, actually, the the team time trial um, on Sunday night. Uh, so the the broadcast rights in Australia are held by SBS and. Um, to be fair to them, for most of the week of Worlds, they they show it via their website, Cycling Central, and they just stream it there. But for some some unknown reason, they were taking the stream on Sunday, starting at uh, I think it was ten thirty at night local time, basically when the men started. Um, and uh, some, uh, for for theoretical lawyers' um, sake of mind, unnamed agitator on Twitter um, did take certain measures to point this out in in very delicate, sensitive, well worded terms. That no. screw you guys. I'm going to <laughs> go get. Now, if you're if you're an Aussie, 
Yeah. If you're an Aussie and you're having and you want to watch the Junior Worlds Road Race, which is streamed on Thursday or is it Friday? Friday. Um, there is a solution. There's two programs called Ola.org, H-O-L-A.org, or TunnelBear.com, and these are basically proxy servers where you sign up, you just you set your computer to a country like Germany, and you can click into the UCI stream and you can watch it. Now, with TunnelBear, it says, oh, you can only watch for a certain amount of time, but basically you turn off your TunnelBear as soon as your stream's up and running and you're in, you're fine, it's all good. That's my tip. Um, and if you have any, if you have problems trying to find streams and stuff, just tweet me at underscore pigeons underscore and I'll help you because yep. it's my mission to... to Added to, add to which, though, um, uh, SBS did actually apologise on Twitter for that. Um, and so that's... Does that, make, does that make you feel better? No, not really. I mean, well... Well... Uh, it was the nice and right thing to do, but it didn't change my fuck you guys attitude. So, you know, um, I, look, I understand that other people may take a more reasonable view of this and I'm not asking anyone to join a movement or anything like that. But personally, I am just fucking sick and tired of SBS paying lip service to women's cycling. And then when it actually comes to crunch time, not fucking delivering. And so... You know, I, I truthfully though, I, I will probably watch their their broadcast on TV on on Saturday for the road race because it's on TV and you know um, that's that's nice and so I probably let's, will. But let's, let's, let's out with anger, in with love, deep breath, move on. I'm not some fucking hippie from Bristol, dude. That's not going to work. I've also only had two coffees and one beer today, so. You know, just tread carefully is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we move on. Yesterday. The oh, women... oh, great, great. Yeah, yeah, that'll calm me down. Fuck. <laughs> the women's individual time trial. Now, it's funny because I had mentioned seven riders I thought would do well, and I was trying to top this up how I did. And actually, five of those seven riders were in the top ten. That's good. That means I'm okay. And uh, and one of them, Carmen Small, wasn't riding because she had to... So, you no, know, two of the people I... Actually, I was mentioning eight riders and two of the people I was bigging up. Annemiek van Vleuten obviously couldn't race because she was out with, with leg injuries following her crash. And Carmen Small, poor Carmen, woke up really, really sick. Basically, her efforts in the team time trial meant that she had to go home and she won't be riding in the ITT and she won't, won't be riding in the roads race. Which that's terrible. That sucks. Poor Carmen. Poor Carmen. But, um, yeah, but I was yeah. really excited to to see the results. I I was utterly thrilled. Can I, can I just for the sake of discussion? Can we just take it as read? Like, can I just give the results and then we can actually talk about it? Is that okay? Okay. Well, just because I think it makes it a little easier if because I don't have to. We don't have to skirt around it, you know. And, and we can talk through how they won and, and whatever. But I thought, you know, Lisa Brunauer beating out Evie Stevens and Mika Kroger was amazing. So <laughs> it was a fantastic one, two, three. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not the one, two, three, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, it fucking is. See, okay, so 
it was interesting. It was an interesting race. So we start off and we have some really good early put times put down. Martina Sablakova, who she's got, she's got, Martina Sablakova is a Czech rider who is normally a um, speed skater and occasionally she rocks up to, 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 cy- to cycling and does really, really well because it's part of her training. She's got four Winter Olympic ski- speed skating gold and 10 speed skating world championship golds. So, you know, so she put down a really good, strong early time. And then, Mika Kroger just blasted it. Well, we had Ali Powers. I thought Ali Powers would end up as a up up out winning, and she was she was holding that. And Ali Powers from the USA was holding on to that top seat for ages and ages and ages. Yeah, and, and, and I looked, mean it was a great ride, and I mean you know we've seen her her do very very well this year, and so um, you know I I was actually I I was reasonably sure, even given who was who was yet to ride, that she was going to wind up on the podium. So yeah. yeah. But then when Mika Kroger, Mika Kroger's, um, I think she's 20 or 22. She's very young. She's the current European under 23 ITT champion, which is why she was there. Mm. And she's also the current European under 23 individual pursuit champion on the track. She's definitely, she rides for Futurum Shop Zanata, which is a very, you know, it's a very small Belgian based team. But Mika Kroger's time was just extraordinary, super fast. And, you're watching it going, yeah, because the Germans have got this long tradition of really strong ITT riders on the women's side with Hanke Kupfernagel and Judith Arndt being former world champions, you know, yeah. Judith. And Judith, Judith multiple champion. world champion, yeah. Yeah, Judith, and Hanke multiple world champion. Hanke's a, Hanke was a cyclocross, I think she's won on a cyclocross track and ITT. Judith won the road race, um, world champs, uh, the... Um, the the individual pursuit various track world champs um got i think she's won olympic she's got olympic medals on the road and also on the track so they're you know this is german itting is is very very strong with three germans in there and you're going oh my god mika kroger that's so good but there was also trixie warwick and lisa brenauer on the road for germany too so yeah there's this is that but super strong really good young rider to watch and you know, you're coming and you're watching the results coming in. It's going great. And then what I worried about came true, which is hello, Anna Solovey. And this is, this is where I get a little belligerent and, and why I have um, doctored the, the official unofficial records as it were. Um, Cause uh, yeah, the, for those who for those who don't know, Anna Solovey is a Ukrainian writer who, in I think it was two thousand and eleven, she got popped for for doping and got a two year suspension. So she came back last year, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's more complicated than that. So Anna won the she she was a former junior ITT world champ, and she was also very very strong on the track. Um, it was her and Paulina Fram Pauline from Fram Provozia. But at age nineteen, Anna got popped for steroids, and they're the kind of steroids that a you um, you know if you're taking them and you're still developing, they're going to affect your body forever. And b they're the, you know with steroids, if you carry on training. You you know after you've kept after you've taken them the results stay with you. Now this is important because Anna then was banned for two years. But because women don't get tested in 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 um, you know women don't get tested while well, they're on bans. Yeah, there's, there's not as much funding. Uh, I mean, shockingly enough for for women's sport, uh, they don't receive as much funding on on that side compared to the men. So there's just not as much money to conduct out of competition tests and yeah. and all of those sorts of things. And forget the biological passport, you know, like just just literally can't afford it. 
so 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 last year Anna last year Anna came back age 21 um about a week after her doping suspension was was up was the under 23 European ITT champs which you know they are slightly different to the rest of the continental champs these are really 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 hardcore champs I'm I don't mean to diss the other Conti champs but you know it's it's not as you know that they're this is like all the young, there's tons and tons of young stars of the future. And she rocked up and she won by about 22, by about two and a half minutes. Yeah. There was no doping tests after that race because Carl Lima was asking questions about it. And it was just, it just felt wrong. Now, since then, Anna went on to come in the top 10 at the World's ITT last, last year. And like we were talking about last week, she hasn't ridden the entire year. And she says, oh, well, it's because, you know, in Ukraine, it's at war. It's a, a terrible, terrible situation over there. But, you know, and the Ukrainian Fed don't have money to send her and no team will touch her with a barge pole. And she's, uh, and so she hasn't, but she hasn't raced the entire year. I think she doesn't track over winter, but she hasn't raced road the entire year until she came back to Krona, to race Krona Champenois last year and won. Last week, yeah. yeah. And won. Um, luckily, I mean, that was because Ellen Van Dyke had taken the wrong exits off the road. Um, yeah, and, yeah. You know, but yeah, so so when ha when Anna Solovey was coming up, had fastest time through the checkpoint, it was just, oh, my God. Oh, I don't it was want just a it was just a kick in the gut because I, I, I mean, and, and I do take into account, you know, she's she's a person. She's probably very lovely, um, you know, but with this history and this record and the fact that there is literally nothing about her um, training or anything that is uh, that has changed that that could lead me to to have faith in in her performance. I mean, she's working with the same coach. She's, you know, she didn't stop working with this coach. Uh, it, like it, it's just it defies belief. She's either the world's most supernaturally gifted time trialist who just manages to maintain peak form against the world with no competition, or I have to have serious doubts and reservations. Yeah. And, I, yeah. I'm not, not racing, not racing this entire year. I mean, she hasn't been tested this entire year. So for example, if she's been given steroids in the beginning of the season, I'm not saying that happened, but if, then you know, then then the effects are still going to be with her, even if she's not be, even if she's you know. So it's not going to show up on test because she's yeah. kept training. But so yeah. watching her, watching her, so watching her blast through, and especially really big surprises. I'd said the podium was going to be Ellen Van Dyke, Linda Willemsen, and then my next level was Evie Stevens, Alison Powers, Lisa Brunauer, um and yeah, and you know, and and with Kat Garfoot as my as my as Outsider. my um, yeah, but. But but both because Linda Willemsen's been on the podium for the last five years, but yeah. Linda wasn't Linda wasn't feeling it, and Ellen Van Dyke wasn't feeling it. I mean, well, I, I I think I, I certainly think the weather played a big part in it for those two. That they, they were the last two riders out, and by the time they were on the course, the rain started and it started quite heavily, and they both wound thunder. up. Sorry. Thunder. Thunder. It was thundering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, um, but it was raining quite heavily as well, and and I think that played a, a big part in um, in the final results for for both of them because they. Oh, yeah. Ellen having to descend because the, Ellen having to do the 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 the, 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 the technical part, which is the descent in the rain when it's not rained all day. Oh, 
poor thing. But she just wasn't on it. And it was like, oh, my God. So watching the time splits between Solovey and, and Willemsen and Solovey and Van Dyke, oh, God, oh, God. And then when Evie Stevens came into the line, she was just, you're like, oh my God, she was only she was only three seconds off of off of Solovey's oh, time. But she was obviously so so physically battered. I actually feel sorry for her because she was so exhausted in that last. If you go back and watch the last sort of fifty meters of her ride, she actually probably completely unintentionally added. 10 or 15 metres to her ride just through swerving across the road from exhaustion. I'm not saying that would have made the difference, but just, you know, it, it's just one of those things that goes to show you the level of effort that was that was put in. She, you know, was just tearing at a new one. Um, yeah, it was an amazing ride from from Ebby. Yeah. So, and, and you're sitting there going, okay, well, well, Van Dyke's, you know, there's there's not many people left to go. There's, there's Van Dyke and Willemsen and they're not going to make it. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And then... Lisa Brunauer saved the day. And, and, and it, I don't know about for you, but for me, to see, the time split went from Lisa Brunauer sort of being about three seconds down on the time comparison at the at the last check. And oh, then Evie yes. comes in, and I'm just sweating bullets, just going, oh, God, if 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 Hannah wins, I, I'm actually possibly going to have to set the world on fire. I can't see another way out of this. And was preparing for that eventuality. And then the next time split I saw, Lisa was up by seven seconds. <laughs> and so I, I started to contemplate a reality that I wouldn't have to burn, um, which now, was good. I do, I do have to point out that Lisa Brunauer was one of my favourites. Um, I, I <laughs> just... <laughs> hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We should have a smug, a smug alert announcement, you know, a, a warning. Smugness is about to ensue. Right, I'm smugness. The smug alert is about to go higher because in 2011, I was making a series of Top Trumps cards for riders. And, you know, you have to explain Top Trumps cards to everyone who's not British. Oh, right. Well, you have this card game where it's it's a comparison card game where basically, I don't know, you have like, um, uh, you know, cars and this car is of eight in power and that in, in speed. And this car is a four in, I don't know, stuff that cars do and um this analogy is working and, yeah. out great sarah this is, this I, just, is awesome. I don't know I, anyway it's a game <laughs> i'm the next version of it and i was doing it at the time to kind of compare sprinters to compare climbers you know compare riders who blog whatever and in my best young in my young riders to watch out for in 2011 i said lisa brunauer and I've been saying it ever since. She might even be in my BDS team. <laughs> um, I don't think she is. But um, she was last year. And she was the year before. <laughs> yeah, well, that totally counts then. <laughs> yeah, and anyway, Lisa is Lisa is just a lovely, lovely person. Now, okay, yes, yeah, she was a junior, former junior ITT world champ. So it's not that much of a reach. <laughs> to say that she might be good in the future <laughs> she's not really come out of nowhere and she's unspecialized lululemon and she's just been last year and this year just consistently good you know she's been consistently great as a teammate as a rider in her own right she's just fun you know she's a she's got this quiet sense of humor going on you know she's not a pushy person i like her a lot a lot a lot a lot and she's super friendly and when Jens and I were in the Copenhagen World Championships, we stood next to her dad on the um, finish line. Is that the end of the story? You didn't 
like say hello or buy him a beer. Oh, or... Of course, we chatted to him because we're nice people. But yeah, no, Lisa's a, Lisa's just fantastic. So I would be happy for Lisa to win anywhere. A for the smug alert. B because she's just <laughs> such, such a great rider and lovely. But but you know, so for Lisa to save the day, oh hallelujah. Oh, so, actually, we've got to make a note too. Smug alert should be um, a new T-shirt, I think. Oh, yeah. I just see hallelujah chorus in my head ah. thinking about when i mean just she deserved it so much but you know to kind of have um oh god it just is awful it's like i mean i some people are going yeah live and let live and um leave your leave you know don't worry about anna solovey her doping past in the past but you know what i'm really upset about is all the cycling media who who I don't know mate, she had a press conference and where they where they where she had where they're basically presenting her as a oh we have to pity her because she's a she's a poor she's a poor um war torn I mean I I'm not I'm not at all downplaying how awful it is to come from the Ukraine at the moment because it is you know terrible things are happening over there but the site so but when you read the cycling media they're basically spinning this story that goes yeah she had a doping ban oh my god she comes from a war torn country but the stuff she says about her coach yeah and and see that's the thing that really uh, uh, and and as i as i said earlier this is part of why i have such a difficulty is uh, you know she's she uh, not only is still working with the coach that she was working with when she was doping and let's bear in mind you know if you get busted for doping at 19 i find it very difficult to believe that a 19 year old is completely off their own bat sourcing and using any kind of performance enhancing um no no i mean literally literally a a i mean the the thing is is we also have stories about this about especially young girls in cycling who are being given vitamins and stuff by their coaches who are much older men and in this in this post race in this velo news velo news i don't know what they're doing this week but velo news article she's talking about how um I don't. I don't know anything about. I don't know. I don't think I can join a professional team. I, I. I don't know. I can't go with any team because I need to train with my coach. It's ten years since I've been with Sergey Bazin. I can't think what I'd do without him. And that, to me, just sets off all kinds of alarm bells. That's a really disturbing statement. I mean, I take with a grain of salt that you know English isn't going to be her first language. You know that there's possible translation issues and and stuff like that, but. But at the same time, it, it, it just, you know, I, well, let me let me come at it from another another angle. If I were a team, there is no way I would go near her as a as a rider. Um, I, I just can't have any confidence. But I think also all of this and the backstory, because it's not a really simple story. It's not like you can wrap it up in a bow and go, oh yeah, pretty sure she's doping. I mean it's it's much more complicated than that and the issues that that stem from it are actually much bigger because you then have to have a conversation about why isn't there more testing why is there not more funding for testing on the women's side of the sport and so on and so forth so it becomes a bigger and more complicated story and i think you know that means that for a lot of the media you kind of do just want to glibly run past it um and go and go on to something that feels easier um rather than than dig into it i just i guess i guess i've seen too many stories about young girls being a, i'm 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 not, i'm not i say this with lots and lots of hesitancy but you know genevieve johnson who was the big epo she'd never ridden a, a, a race since she was 15 without taking epo and it turned 
turned out that she was being fed it by her coach, who was also her lover, a much older man, when she was, you know, under the age of under the age of consent and stuff. And it's an awful, awful mm. story. So anything's like this, I just worry. I don't think that girl made a conscious decision at nineteen to dope. And I don't think and 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 you know, and when she's like, my coach is the best person in the world. I've been with him for ten years. I can't go to a team because of my coach. Well, of course you wouldn't, because which team is going to take you on when you're? It's not even like. I doped. I'm sorry, um, and I I cut the ties with everyone who I was involved with. Then it's the opposite. Anyway. Yeah, and and, and it just makes the whole thing so so complicated. And and I just yeah, I I don't. I'm not even sure what the appropriate remedy is is for that. I mean, at some point, I, I assume the UCI basically seed oversight of that direct situation to the national federation but you know that's a whole other can of worms and and yeah how how do i have faith in any of it is really what it comes back to for me and and i just wind up feeling really worried on behalf of anna and uncertain about the whole thing and back to the sport so anyway that's next so we've done we've got see negatives and positives shining and light and i've got to say on the podium evie stevens smile just she she was off the podium by <laughs> of a second last year, but Evie Stevens enormous smile on the podium. Just I had tears in my eyes, and then and then when Lisa was going, she looked like before she stood up on the podium, she looked like she was biting back tears. But when she was standing there with the German national anthem playing, and she was just glowing, she looked she looked transformed. You know, it was like almost a, this spiritual thing, something that. You could see her, something that she'd longed for and worked for and tried for, and she's worked so hard for her teammate, and she's got it, and she's won, and she's such a popular, such a popular winner amongst the peloton. You know, Ellen, Ellen tweeted that she was massively disappointed, but if she couldn't have the gold, she was, she wanted Lisa to have it. You know, yeah. they're not even on the same yeah. team this year. They're not even national teammates. You know, she's a very, very popular winner, and just watching her with that. It's just that transfigured face of, you know, that that glow that came inside her. And, oh, I just, that was beautiful moment. And I'm so, you know, especially when it's, you know, I pretty, you know me, I've got about a hundred favourite riders. But when it's like a rider that you've, that you've followed for years and you've talked to online and you've met in real life and she's lovely, you know, you just, you just, how can you not be happy for that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so um, mm. two specialised Lululemons. Uh, other riders we have to give a shout out to Anne Sophie Dyke, Dyke of Duck of Dyke of um, Belgium in fifth place. That was a super. That was another superb ride. She's another small team rider. Um, specialised Lululemon. They only had four in the top ten this year. Wow. Um, but Alice then bear Steven, in mind, bear in mind, you know, they well, had to send some riders home and and stuff. So. No, 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 no. I'm I, I'm joking. They had they had four because uh, obviously Carmen Small wasn't there, but yeah, they had um, Brunner and Stevens and Caroline Canwell in sixth and Trixie Warwick in tenth. And yeah, amazing mm. team for them. And I just want to say yet again, oh my God, how 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 specialized Lululemon hasn't got a sponsor next year. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, they've got to be basically now shaping up for world's best value for a potential sponsor to come in. Um, you know, I mean, it's a guaranteed performer, performance powerhouse. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, other things- I, I do, sorry, just before we move on, I do just want to quickly give a shout out to, to Kat Garfoot. I know we mentioned her, but, you know, um, point out again that she hasn't actually been riding for, uh, you know, racing for, for that long. And so for her to, to have come to Europe and done so well. Um, I'm 11th. 
and come eleventh in the in the world's um, you know good girl. Uh, uh, sorry, not patronising. Uh, well done, cat. And um, um, yeah. a shout out to riders who weren't there. Um, Aussie had three places and decided not to bring Flick Wardlaw, the um, Oceania champ and awesome rider. So, you know, sorry, Flick Wardlaw, not being there. And sorry for any Britons. Where are the Britons in this? Well, that's funny. They weren't invited. They weren't bought there. So, you know, happy days. So the other thing I just want to mention, Rochelle Gilmore's commentary in the world was, was in the time trial. She's commentating for the BBC. And if you get Ola or Tunnel Bear, you can watch and set yourself to the UK, you can watch the BBC's feed if you want to on the BBC website um, for, if you want to watch it, because she's going to be commentating on the road race, but Rochelle's commentary was awesome there was a bit where I think it was um, Anne-Sophie Dyke couldn't get no, Caroline Cannawell was just sitting on her bike and couldn't get off her bike and Rochelle was explaining exactly why exactly what it feels like she's not a time trialist but she's explained that you know you've finished something like that and just get just knowing you have to get your leg up and over the bike it's just too much for you it's it's just too hard and and you just want to wait for someone to come and take the bike away from under you she just has so many she has so many really good insights into what it's like to race what they feel like and one of the things she was saying because i said this before but we've only had the only there's only been one vaguely comparable world champion itt which is chrono champenois um, last week, and there was only two other two other ITTs this whole season that have been even twenty kilometers. Now, Worlds was twenty nine and a half kilometers. So, um, Lisa won the very hilly one in Turingen Rundfahrt, um, and yeah, and the other one was in Gracia Olova. And you know, people, and then there's long time trials for nationals and for the Oceania champs, for example. But yeah. We'd never, we've only ever seen Ellen and Linda go up against each other once this year, and that was in the um, in a prologue. And they've, they've all the ITTs in in you know all the ITTs in in road races, in stage races, all seem to be under fourteen kilometers, and most of them under ten. Really? Yeah. Under and ten. So wow. Of, so one of the things Rochelle was saying was that well, riders. This is really going to affect riders' nerves because they're not going to be used to this. They're not going to be used to riding in, you know, in, in skin suits on these bikes, warming up like this. You know, you've got a lot of riders who've never ridden at this level before. You know, and even the ones who have, you know, they'll, she's saying you'll be so antsy because you're thinking, how did I prepare? You know, how do have I prepared right? Have I done everything right? Am I going right? You know, the way you the way you sit and wait to warm up is, you know, the way you sit before you're, you know, before you start is unusual. You know, yeah. it's very, very unfamiliar thing. So the fact that you've never the fact that you don't have the much chance to do, to race this, you know, you're not used to it. And, mm. and that's that's a really interesting thing, you know, really interesting. And those kind of insights are just exactly why you should always have a, a every every commentary should have someone who's ridden on it always because it's just great does seem like a pretty simple rule doesn't it yeah exactly so um looking ahead to the road race we've talked about the dutch team the, the usa yeah. team is a bit the usa team is seeming like it's having problems with no common small and apparently megan garnier had a horrible crash and is still hobbling around ponferrada at the moment get well soon megan that's terrible so usa teams teams um going to be going to be without you know without some of their guns um there is something that we can see about themes because on day one the ttt uh there were two american winners uh specialized lululemon and bmc won the men's ttt 
Yep. On uh, Tuesday, on Monday, it was both were won by Australians. Uh, Macy Stewart won the Junior Women's ITT, and Campbell Flakemore. God, that, I guess that name could be American. It could only be Australian or American. Won the Under Twenty Three Men's ITT, and then on yesterday. It was uh, Leonard, Leonard Kamner won the Benz Junior ITT from Germany and Lisa. So basically, we've been having this two from the same nation every time. Right. So, so what we have to do is watch for the junior men and see who the junior men win, uh, see, see who wins out the junior men and see if that's go, that, that, that pattern is going to continue. You know what? You feel free to, you feel free to give that a go. I'm going to go ahead and give that just as much credence and, um, and faith as I do any other superstitious bullshit. <laughs> who do you think is going to win the women's worlds? You know what? I'm not entirely sure, but I kind of, I kind of, I kind of want to say Pauline Fran Prevost. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's I, very interesting. I haven't even got her on my list. But really? Yes, okay. Trudy Wrighton are on there now. Yeah, well, I, I, I just... A big circle around her name. Yeah. Well, I mean, as, as you know, she's had, a, she's had a really strong season this year. Um, you know, she's done very well. And the hardest part for me is actually trying to predict how the the race itself is going to go because uh, as we know women's racing super aggressive um you often get the the sort of uh, what i tend to call the multiple break scenario so where like there's a split in the peloton and so you get uh, a bigger bunch out the front and that's usually got all the top people and then someone launches an attack from that and then someone bridges across and suddenly you got two smaller bunches of all the good riders up the front and and then there's another break off of that and and that might be the winning move or it might be the move after that but that's kind of how it goes you know um so it's it's a multi-attacking kind of thing um so to me the question is really how the the national team side of it plays out because you know like we're saying before the dutch are uh still going to be just as strong, arguably stronger than many of the other national teams anyway. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, um, yeah, the Dutch, yeah, you can lose, the Dutch losing two of their top riders and Mariana Voss maybe not be feeling well. Because the other thing is, yeah. if Mariana Voss isn't feeling well, I can totally see Lucinda Brand, for example, doing what she did in the Vagorda World, World Cup, where, no, Chapluwe World Cup, where she attacked and attacked and attacked and went... And she wasn't chased. Yeah, yeah. And she won. So I can, I can. Yeah. I, see, so, so there, all those sorts of. This. Yeah, there, there are all those sorts of scenarios that that come into play. But then it does also at the same time. Again, it sort of sits at least partly on that caveat of if boss isn't at full full strength. Um, other other situations coming out. So really, the only two things at the moment that I kind of feel really kind of confident to say is that I'm I'm willing to say I'm eighty percent certain that the US will attack incessantly right from the start for no discernible oh. reason. You know what the US will do? They'll. I'm sorry, Americans. It's just killing me. It, they do it. In, you know, they just. This is what they do at Worlds. They'll be on the front racing really hard. They'll chase down early attacks and. They'll have lined up behind them the Dutch, the Italians, Emma Johansson, Lizzie Armitstead, Tiff Cromwell, sniggering. Yeah, and all the USA commentators on Twitter, going, USA, USA, look, they're on the front. This is amazing. It's great. And, and oh, God. And everyone else will be going, you, know, you make the Dutch do the work. Because the two big teams to watch, Dutch and Italians, yeah, yeah. I think 
I would love to see Elisa Longo Borghini win. Well, that's the other that's the other rider I was going to name check, and it's interesting to me that they're both like the two that that are just kind of stuck in my mind because because there are plenty of really good riders, you know, and and like Evie Stevens, even though she's going to be riding as part of the American team, like she's smart enough to to manage the race. Same with Emma Johansson. Same with Tiff Cromwell. You know, there are plenty of of experienced riders who've got plenty of years in the peloton. But the two that I just I just for whatever reason are just sort of mentally hooked there for me are are the younger up and coming riders you know Pauline and Elisa to me are just the the two that I'll be paying the most attention to I mean I would not be unhappy I would I, I love Marion Berkey this is slightly past my problem I want them all to win <laughs> and um so I oh did you know Coos Morandhout says he thinks that what's wrong with Boss is that she's done too much work for women cycling this year and not enough resting and I think that's true after oh. the Giro she went straight she went straight from the Giro straight into doing all that work for La Course. Yeah. Year or so yeah. that publicity. And then working with the UCI and she has just not stopped. And I'm like, yeah, you that's know what? Actually, that makes a lot of sense. You know, that, that actually genuinely makes a lot of sense to me because that's, that's a lot of additional travel. It's a lot of time in meetings and stuff where you're not doing your normal sort of light recovery routines and, and things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. I could see that. So if Voss won, I would not be unhappy at all, and I'd just be, and it's just, it would just be another legendary thing, wouldn't it? She's not at her best, and she's at her, and she's, and she's lost two teammates. The Italians, un, in just unbelievably strong. They've got something for everyone. If it comes to a bunch of sprint, Georgia can get over those hills. Georgia Bronzini, if well, I mean, who in your right mind you try and drop Georgia Bronzini early because she can get over hills. Um, I, the Australians, you know, I think Tiff Cromwell and Lizzie Williams together. Yeah, yeah, yep. I think that's going to be super, super fun. And if, again, if Tiffany won, I'd be happy. I'd be ecstatic. You know, I think Tiffany's attacked and attacked. Both Tiffany and Elisa have tried and tried all year and it just hasn't, it hasn't pulled off into big, I mean, Elisa won the Trophée d'Or and the Tour de Bretagne and she's won a load of, a couple of other things, but she hasn't won that World Cup. And yeah, and so Tiffany and Elisa, yes, yes, please, that would be great. Um, there's so many people you'd like, aren't there? Like, yeah, you know, Alina Lusik would be a fun winner. There's there's all these people who are possible. Pauline, you know, that would just be like the, the icing on the cake. And yeah, it's yeah, I I can't wait for this race, Dan. Oh, it's just, going I to be hope... utterly amazing. I'm. But here's here's hoping we have no more crashes. Yes, yes, definitely that. And no more heart attacks, um, you know, no more heart attack inducing results where you're literally yelling at the television. No, I'm going to be yelling at the television anyway. It's going to be wonderful. Um, if you want to watch it live, I've got a guide on our blog, prowomenscycling.com. Um, if you missed the races, the UCI is putting up a full replay of their coverage and lots and lots of highlights. So I'll put a blog straight away. I'll put a blog a day after next day with all the links to all the races. And tell us who you think you're gonna. Who, tell us who you think's gonna win. Leave us a note in the comments. At, tell me on at underscore pigeons underscore. Now, if you're not that new to women's cycling, if people are new, <laughs> if you know people who are new to women's cycling and don't know who to cheer for, I've been playing my customary game on Twitter, um, and on our blog, which is equivalenting. 
where I'm putting where people are telling me they're they're kind of new to women's cycling or they don't know who to cheer for or they're just testing me and they're saying who their favorite male rider is or favorite kind of male rider or kind of rider is and I'm giving them the women's cycling equivalent which so if yeah, yeah. So do play along with Sarah. She's really good at it, and um, and she absolutely loves it. But that also leads me into a pretty tidy segue. I'm a little bit proud of segue uh, because during <laughs> the week, someone uh, someone was playing the equivalent in game with you. Our good friend Kelvin, crazy cycle fan on Twitter, uh, asked Sarah if she could recommend the female equivalent of uh, a sprinter who sometimes speaks out of turn a little bit, um, who doesn't have a contract for next year. Um, and, and this leads me into transfer news. Yes. Now, we've touched on some of the transfer news, but there's been some big shake-ups this season. Now, we, uh, women's cycling, a lot of teams don't like to talk about their transfer news to after Worlds, basically, because your, your rider's still racing for the team this year, this week. But the big news we had was um, Bigler. Um, Bigler, in the past, was an absolute powerhouse, super force, uh, force, force majeure de women's cycling. And they, they reduced, they reduced, they went down to the national level um, last year. They've come back up with Vera Kurduda, riders like Lotta Lepisto doing really well there. And next year, they're going to have Annemiek van Vlerten and Iris Slappendel from Rabobank, Ashley Mulman from High Tech, and Shelley Olds from Ali Cipollini. Whoa. So Anamik, amazing all-rounder, former winner of the of the Road World uh, Road World Cup. She's won a sta- won two stages of the Giro this year. Ash, South African climber, first South African on the podium at the Giro at the World Cup and at Commonwealth Games, first rider from Africa. Ira Slappendel, awesome, really nice rider, really popular, friendly, great ruler, really strong. And Shelley Olds is American sprinter who can get over the hills. That is a strong team. That is one hell of a strong team. Um, other team news um, are our favourite little our favourite little team that can Matrix Vulpine. They've uh, they've they've signed Lucy Martin. They've rescued her from Farron. I'm really pleased. Uh, they signed Christina Sigard and Mo- and Molly Weaver, who's a very good young rider, and they keep Melissa Lauber. Danny King is staying at Wiggle. This is interesting. It's the breakup of the um, Wiggle. Have this year they had the four British Team Pursuit World Champions. Well, they didn't have Katie Archibald, but they had Eleanor Barker, Danny King, Laura Trott, and Joe Rousel. It's broken up. Joe Rousel is going to breast cancer. What are they called. Pearl Azumi Sports Tours International Madison Boot Out Breast Cancer. Okay. This episode team. Uh, Joe Trott is going to Matrix Vulpine and Danny King is staying where she is at Wiggle. Right. But the other news we heard was um, about Bowles Dormans. Bowles Dormans have taken on Chantal Black from Specialized Lululemon, but they're also getting Evelyn Stevens. Yeah, which I have to admit was a, a move that, that I found a little surprising. Like, I just didn't expect it um yeah. well i their team this is their team for next year ellen van dyke lizzie armistead evelyn stevens chantal black megan garnier christine majerus romy casper kasia palowska demi de Jong. five of those right out of we're literally looking at a world where chantal black and megan garnier are going to be the domestiques on a team wow just especially one top wow. rider 
Who's that top rider? Well, I, I, I don't. They, they've, they're in an interesting scenario because they currently have two Dutch, two USA's, and two Germans in that team. So whoever, if they pick another Dutch, USA, or German rider, then the team automatically registers to that country. I think they're going to want to stay um, Dutch. Surely they want so, to stay Dutch, yeah. So, um, so the the best, the guess, the guess is Amy Peters. Oh. His contract is up at Liv. Right. Um, Right. Okay. Live next year will be known as Live Planter, Planter. Okay. And yeah, and uh, now some negativity. I'm sorry, negativity again. Um, so so Specialized, the bike company, we know they're leaving Specialized Lululemon, and God, losing losing Eddie Stevens is a big blow. Is a big blow. But and we know that the team's been having problems. They've been crowdsourcing for funding. And oh my God, I can't believe that team can't find a sponsor. What's wrong with the world? It's utterly, utterly but weird. Specialized, so specialized have been supporting Bowles Dolmans because they wanted, you know, when when Ellen moved last year, they wanted to keep her on their bikes, and mm. so they used well, to and, 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 so and specialized so, as a company, and and um, do have um, what's what's commonly referred to as like hardware sponsorships or or um, bike sponsorships with a lot of teams. They they supply equipment, bikes, pedals, helmets shoes whatever to a lot of teams um in addition to yes. having been title sponsor of specialized lululemon now i there was this velo i don't know what velo news is doing this week i think they're just putting out any press release without thinking about it but this is velo news this is this is this is what they say this is what specialized say in the Berlin article um we're happy to look we're happy to announce the launch of the new bowls dolman's women's racing team well that's a weird way to put it because it's not the new bowls dolman's women's racing team it's bowls with two new riders yeah yeah da, 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 da. um we'll be doing wind tunnel testing advanced product development and focusing exclusively on that team but but they've been doing wind tunnel and stuff because they've been putting out videos about their wind tunnel training and stuff like that but this is this is this is what they this is the bit that weirds me out We've been part of Specialized Lululemon team for the past three years, and it was a great fit for us at that point in women's cycling. But women's cycling isn't a startup anymore. Women's racing is happening. Both funding and expectations in the sport have increased, so we want a bigger platform for what we can do in women's cycling. I don't understand that. I, 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 I look honestly. I can't even. I don't even feel like I can try to engage with that or. or rebut it or anything because how can you go from title sponsor of a very popular and quite successful team that's literally won the the world team time trial um three years in a row and and several other major races and, and, and be beloved and and go from that to a non-title sponsorship with an existing t how is that a bigger platform I don't. I just don't understand it. And then the implication that it was a startup last year, and that Christy Scrimgeour's team is a startup. I mean, that implication for the riders. Well, was is that just... is that about the team or is that about the sport? Because women's cycling is no longer a startup. I, I mean, women's cycling has been around for quite a while. I, I, I just don't understand it. I, I don't understand what they're trying to say. Yeah, and Bowls Rental, and so it's def it's going to be, so yeah, by 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 having their bikes with Bowls Dolmans, which is the team name, 
that's going to give specialized more oh, i don't i can't even i just can't with this and it must be such a kick in the teeth to christy scrimdor because what it's saying about the team and the riders and oh this is the bad side i mean i i i have to keep reminding myself that we are getting better we are getting better women's cycling is very very much getting better but we are not there yet when when christy scrimdor can't find a sponsor you know, she's one of the most successful, run one of the most successful teams. You know, they've got two of her team members on the pla- on the on the world ITT podium. Yeah. You know, including the winner, which is the same as last year. You know, yeah. last year's two. Last year they had first, third, fourth, and fifth. You know what I mean? Yeah, this yeah. Is just, and just... and we we've yet to see how many <laughs> they get on the um the roads race podium. So you know. I know. Anyway, so so you know, um, send some good vibes Christy Scrimgeour's way because she's awesome. And or, or better yet, send sponsors her way. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, God. Yeah. So yeah, but there'll be tons more news coming out because what's interesting is so we kind of know what bowls will look like. We'll know what Bigler will look like. We know what Rabobank will look like. We've got no clue about teams like we got those so many rumours. <laughs> So many rumours about you know teams like Wiggle and High Tech and all the new teams that are coming up. You know, it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a really interesting transfer season and it's not over. And next year, I mean, Bowls, how will that team work? And looking at Bigler, that's a lot of good riders, but but are they gonna get on with each other? You know what I mean? It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fascinating season. I think next year's just gonna get better. I just hope so. Oh, look to see it. Absolutely, it's going to get better. And honestly, I, I already feel the same way as I did at the start of this season. You know, we've got some very interesting moves, but again, I think we're seeing a reshuffling of talent around the peloton, um, slightly different team structures. I think we're going to see another year where it gets even more competitive. Um, we've got a whole raft of riders really coming into their own. You know, um, we, we've got, like we were talking about before, Pauline and Elisa. We've got Lizzie Armitstead. You know, it, 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 women's cycling is not only strong, it's exciting. And and I think we're we're hitting some of the best years that it's seen yeah, yeah. In, in quite a while. It's great. Yeah. And this this year, Bowles Dolmans dominated the spring. Rabobank completely owned the summer. I was laughing about this on Twitter this morning because I normally divide the season into you know you start off with the spring classics, then you have the big summer stage races. You know that that's what dominates this season. And then this part of the year that runs from from the the, the Vigorda World Cup through to the end of the worlds. I'm like, well, I don't know, really know what to call it. I know what you call it. You call it specialized Lulu season, Velocio Sports season. Ah. <laughs> But yeah, Bulls, Bulls own the classics. Rabo owned the summer stage races and Specialized Lululemon have owned this time between Vigorda and the and Worlds. And it's just, you know, and that's nice. There's, you know, people think, oh, well, you know, Boss and Rabo have dominated. But it's it's been more than that, you know, and it's very exciting. Very exciting. Well, that's, that's how we feel about it. But you know what, Sarah, I, I just feel like, you and I get together pretty much every week and we talk about what we think is good and what we think shit and, you know, have on occasion been accused of having controversial opinions, thoughts, and sometimes even feelings. Um, and I think it's only fair that, that someone finally make an effort and, um, and ask our, our good friends who do us the courtesy of listening to us talk shit how they feel about it. 
<laughs> we have got a survey up at the moment. We're currently looking at, well, we're looking at a couple of things. We're just interested, really. And we've got maybe got some projects on in the background that we might, that, we, that, we're, that we're wanting to look into. So we've set up a survey, basically asking a couple of questions about what you like about women's cycling and how you feel about the coverage. And yeah. if there's anything you want to tell us about. And, and also, I mean, there is a little bit there, um, you know, someone was talking to Sarah on Twitter this morning. There is a little bit there that sort of how it fits into your broader cycling diet, and that's fine. Um, but it's also worth pointing out, um, you know, we very deliberately kept as much of it as possible non-mandatory information. You know, like we want to know and, and we'd appreciate everything that you can tell us. But if there's a section that you don't feel you know, is suitable to, to comment on directly yourself. You don't have to. Um, every answer, whatever it is, will help us. Um, but we're really interested in, in just getting a better understanding of, of who's interested, what they're interested in, what they want to see more of, what there isn't that they wish there was, what there is that they, they need in their life just to get by, you know. Um, Sarah, unfortunately... I tried to I tried to name those options after you know things like coffee, beer, whiskey in increasing order of importance, but Sarah said no one else would understand it. So, I think we went for you know good to have, must have, absolutely must have, or something like that. Um, I looked. So we've had we had 425. So we put it up yesterday. Had about 425 respondents when I looked this morning. Um, we're going. We're skewing 55% men, 45% women, which is really really impressive because according to the UCI, 80% of the audience for women's cycling is men. Oh really? So we're yeah. And and I've got to tell you, the people who've answered the survey, you're all hilarious. <laughs> witty you're passionate you're you're funny you're you're really you're just you're just night you're just reading these replies is just making my heart glow oh and i, I should i should add sport. yeah absolutely and, and i should add one of the things that we'll do uh we'll give you a better timeline once we've closed it off like we'll leave it up for about a week and we'll close it off after worlds and and um and collate the the information but we will publish some kind of a report based on this data and and share as much of it anonymized of course you know like don't worry no yeah, one's yeah. do anything with your I private wanna, stuff I but wanna... but we want to we want to make the results knowable we you know we we want people to understand and and to the best of our knowledge uh, i mean i don't know of another survey that's that's taken a swing at this so i think it's i think it's a really interesting exercise and i'm quite excited to see what comes out of it yeah and i think over the off season we're going to have a i'd love to do a podcast that's just talking about the results talking about what you you know what what do people think about women's cycling the other thing that really interests me is <gasps> oh that's a good idea maybe we should maybe we should make it oh you know what let's let's make that part of the the survey so the best the best answers we'll pick like what four of people who give some of our favorite, like most hilarious or whatever answers, and we'll actually call them and and interview them as we discuss the the results. <laughs> oh no, that's not fair. We haven't warned people we'd do that. We'll we'll put some good answers in the in the, We'll 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 put some articles up with some of the answers. Well, yeah, really of course we get their permission before, but if they're up for it, you know, I mean, we can't be the only people on the internet who can say sarcastic, funny things. Or maybe, maybe we are. Are we the only ones on the internet who can do that? Yeah. Anyway, um, the other thing I just want to point out, I've um, a couple of weeks ago I made a book list about women's, it's basically part of my annual um, annual Christmas present list that I hope people will buy for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I I tend to do gift lists, gift ideas for women's cycling fans. And, you know, we're coming up to the kind of Christmas, Hanukkah, solstice, many birthdays in the end of September, the beginning of October season. So I made a book list that's basically books by women's cyclists about women's cycling or about cycling that are by women. Yeah. So it's okay. it's a kind of rough women's cycling book list. And I just want to tell you, I'm super excited because one of the things I put on it was Beryl Burton's autobiography, Personal Best. Um, and the only copy that I could find for sale was a second hand copy on uh, on Amazon for five thousand pounds. But Cycling Weekly on their web shop have got a copy, have got have, co- have selling it again. So if you've oh, ever wow. wanted to read a person's personal best and also Maxine Peake's play, Beryl, is now for sale on Amazon too. Cool. So other things that you can find in this book list, I've, there's, there's science fiction, there's feminist science fiction about bikes. There's bike poetry, Bikeonomics by Ellie Blue, yeah, economics and bikes. We've got Victorian cycling manuals and Victorian discussions about cycling. There's books by trackies, uh, mountain bikers, uh, road riders, um, hand cycling, Karen Dark's books are on that list. It's There's something for everyone. Chicklet, bicycling chicklet, it's a great list, I think, um, but I would say that. Um, oh. But go have a look, and I've linked wherever possible, I've linked to reviews and stuff. So... Have you found any cycling erotica yet? Chicklet, it's very, there's lots of sex in, there's lots of sex in the chicklet. Oh, is there? Okay, okay. I sent you cats, have you not read it yet? I, there's literally not an answer I can give to that question on this podcast that makes me sound better. So I, I think we're just going to move along, are we? Yep, nothing to okay. see here. Okay, cool. Okay, we'll be back next week. Um, we'll be talking all things WOW, the final part of WOW and everything else. Tell us we're wrong. Have a chat with us. Talk to us. Uh, we're on prowomenscycling at gmail.com. Leave us a comment on prowomenscycling.com. Uh, prowomencycling.com I, I can't say it unless I can say no, it like yeah. and, or tweet me I'm at underscore pigeons underscore Dan is at Dan W official indeed um, thank you for sticking with us this far uh, very excited to talk with you again next week about how that road race played out and in the meantime look forward to your survey responses thanks for uh, listening and we'll talk to you again soon bye bye <laughs>